0: So y'all know every now and again there's a meeting after the meeting after the meeting you know when the regular meet is over you talk to your crew after the meeting and you are like okay good you walk a couple steps down the hallway and then there's another meeting after the meeting because you didn't get everything out that you thought you had got out well this right here is that time
1: in that meeting Y'all, we're back for the after show, and we digging into this other piece a little bit here, but uh, just generationally, and I I really think that millennials have to let go that everything has to make sense. That because this generation wants to burn a structure down, this Gen Z wants to burn it down, that they automatically want something else in its place. And I don't think that that's their objective. That seems logical to a millennial to say, what do you want to replace the system with? But they don't care if you replace the system. Burn it down and let it organically grow back to whatever it is. I don't necessarily agree with that approach, but I don't want to ignore that that is what I believe there is what they want.
0: Well, okay. So look at this, uh, because when we were preparing for this, I saw this this quote where it was like, thinking about Gen Z employees are focused on the workforce ethics, having fair and ethical basis is a very, very high on the Gen Z's list of priorities and for future employees. And that 68% said that it was important that their employers, for their employers to support a cause that they care about. And managers should display their commitment to social issues such as human rights, healthcare, and human services. And we see some of that playing out, you know, in some of the conversations and some of the expectations, you know, about this idea of ethics and, you know, fair. Like you said, the the fair practices and, you know, making sure like everything is balanced. When we know that that might not necessarily be the case.
1: I also think that this generation is not one to sometimes lend their aid to help you to solve the problem. You said you are the leadership. You need to figure out the solution to this problem, or I'm taking my time and my talents in another space. That's one direction. And the other is they're holding you accountable and going to hold your feet to the fire until your structure no longer has the value that it once did.
2: I agree with these points. However, comma, How, as a leader or a manager, do we meet an expectation that we are unclear of what exists? And I think that's the piece of, like, to your earlier point, like, yes, as a millennial, I feel like if we're going to burn it down, we have to have something to replace it, right? But as a leader, as a manager, as a supervisor, if you're saying you don't like the way that things are being done, because I, and I do this with my students, well, what do you expect, what what would you like to see done? Like, let's engage in a conversation and build that.
1: That's it. It's not about what they want to see done. It's, it's about accountability to them, right? And I, I have feelings about this alone, but it's not about seeing something else. It's about you are not living up to what you said your ideals was, and they are here to hold you accountable to that. And that is the end. It's not about replacing. It's not about saying you need to do something different. It is you decided that you came up with these ideals and you said this is who you're going to be and what you're going to do and we are just going to be your checkmate in the arena to say you're not doing it now you need to figure out how do you uphold the values and the things that you said you were going to do and I think another process is well what does that look like differently and they're like no you decided this we didn't decide this what what are you going to do to fix your problem
0: mm-hmm. it's not about partnership in the I think as a Xennial, right? Cause a because that's where I fall. I'm in the in the middle. Um, um, about partnership or the so finding a solution, it is I want acknowledgement. I want acknowledge that harm was caused. Harm was caused to me, harm was caused to these other people. I wanna see you resign. And then I ain't really thought about what happens after that. I've done my job. I've washed my hands. I'm going to pack up and move on. Like, I I think is the attitude. Whereas, like, I think in a Zenio mindset, I want you to do all those things. But, and then here I'm showing up with some ideas of here's what I want to see happen next. Like, I think often that's the, that's been the gap. And I think leadership struggles with that, you know, because the, when the partnership doesn't happen, okay, I can acknowledge it and own whatever has happened. And then when I come up with a new plan and then you mad about that too, then I'm stuck on what you want me to do.
1: This is when you're going to see more of the exit because Mm -hmm. it's not a partnership and and individuals who have dedicated their life to work in whatever industry, right? Let's take Netflix, for example, right? I, I think... The this whole Dave Chappelle thing that has happened is a clear example where there's no real outcome of the solution. It's it's cancel. And and I have my own feelings on the whole Dave Chappelle piece. OK, so let me sit those to the side and I'm not going to dig into that. But there it, it is cancel and there's no uh, long term solution for what's next there have been some ideas that have been put forward as I've been following it but it's not looking in a true partnership of this and I think in some spaces you know for folks who dedicated their life to whatever that work is what are they what are they going to do when there's when you're used to right as Mm LaFerrin said you're used to looking for partnership but there is no partnership in looking when with this it is simply nah player you on your own
2: and LeFerrin's point was so vital because a lot of the things that we want to fight are ingrained in a system that is way bigger and way older than we are. I'm at an institution that just celebrated 150 years. We had a whole week-long celebration. It was great. They sent out an email where they listed all of like these amazing people and like all the things and all of the diversity on that and it's because I did a training with my staff prior to where we talked about diversity and a lot of our institutions consider diversity to be white women so again this is the this is the system that we are a part of and we operate whether we operate in it or outside of it is a totally different conversation but I do think again even to the Netflix point like if we are truly working to dismantle the system, yes, burn it down, but what does that look like? And I think that's where I find myself frustrated a lot of the time because as an activist, as a black woman, as a child of immigrants, like I have all these identities that play into all of these things that put me in a role in a different space of where I am. But I've had to spend most of my life figuring out how to work in this system because I have to survive. Like I have bills to pay, I have to live, I have to do things. So yes, burn it all to the ground, but then where does that leave me and what I need to take care of? And that's that's the frustration that I have. I support burning everything, dismantling all of the systems. We're already in a supply chain issue. Like what, what's gonna happen to the world when we burn it all down?
1: Well, y'all yeah, know I don't support burning it all down. I, I, I think some structures we have built have good components. They are, they are things that are terrible about them that could be reformed or that could be innovated to serve better. Um, But I think some people are against systems and structures inherently because it is a system and they don't like systems. And that's another conversation rather than something working for you or not working for you. You're just anti-establishment, right? Let's call a thing a thing. You're anti-establishment versus something else. Um, So I I think to to hop in
3: on that, uh, if burning it down is the direction that's going to happen, I think it's important that Whoever's going to participate in the burning of of the ish down has the competencies and skills to contribute to building up whatever needs to be built up. And I think a lot of that wordplay sets up infrastructures to not be successful after whatever transition periods take place, Uh, because um, we're identifying talent that may not be the right talent for whatever transitions that will be taking place. And that's a that's that's a leadership piece. You know, like, like if we, if there's going to be a plan for that to take place, who are we bringing to onto the team that's co-signing said transition? So that way they could be they're, they're truly invested and capable um, to 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 be a part of of that work. Um, and if and if we're not identifying the right key players, then th- th- there should be no burning down of anything. You know, I think we need to make sure that we are you know identifying the systems appropriately and ways in which we can make adjustments, but you gotta have the right players, um, a, a part of your team to be able to make that
1: significant of of a change. That's that's
0: good. That's good, Curtis.
1: All right, y'all. This is the after show. We'll see y'all next time.
0: All right.
2: I got no drip in my pocket. Must have forgot it, or maybe I already lost it. Don't got enough to go cop it. I'm about to take off like a Rocky. Houston, we might have a problem, but that don't mean money will solve them.